Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, June 15, 2020. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 162, the second paragraph that starts with Someday We Hope. Today's readers are, and thank you so much for your service, Team Monday, Lisa B, Leslie W, Nancy P, Mary Beth S, Marge E. And we have a newcomer reader, Dory P, and our host for the second hour, Do L. The reference number for yesterday's special edition on Sunday, June 14, 2020, is 14,808. That's 14808. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition stage states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Mary Beth S. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Mary Beth. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Amy. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a list, excuse me, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all people we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me be of service. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. 
I will now ask for Marge E. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Marge. Thanks, Amy. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you for your service. I pass. Thank you, Margie. Okay. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone should be muted except for the speakers and try to avoid speaking on a speakerphone. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 162 in the second paragraph, and I'm going to ask Lisa E. to get us started. Go ahead, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, everybody. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Someday, we hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. To some extent, this is already true. Some of us are salesmen and go about. 
little clusters of twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in other communities through contact with our two larger centers. Those of us who travel drop in as often as we can. This practice enables us to lend a hand at the time avoiding certain alluring, at the same time avoiding certain alluring distractions of the road about which any traveling man can inform you. And then there's a little asterisk which tells me in my book written in 1939, in 2016, there were over 1,017,400, I have a hard time reading big numbers, but it's a big number. There is AA activity in approximately 180 countries with an estimated membership of over 2 million. I love this passage because the whole thing about this passage is about the power of the fellowship. And I love how it's a capital F, fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we learn and there is a solution that fellowship is really one of the powers that we have, you know, especially before we get recovered and gain access to a higher power, which is the one power, the true power. So the fellowship is capitalized. And the other thing I I get in this paragraph is there's such a feeling of hope. I mean, they use that word hope. And hope is a feeling of expectation and desire. And, you know, the, the neat thing about this big book is it's been so accurate in its predictions of future events you know even though many of the things hadn't happened yet when this book was written they have come about and we learn through studying this book especially in the forwards that when literature is made available that this really this really grew this program of recovery this fellowship really grew and I have to remember there's a difference between the fellowship and the program of recovery The other thing I get from this is that it is about journeying and traveling and moving about from one place to another. And I can do that today because my mind, I don't have an alcoholic mind anymore. I can be wherever I need to be. I can be present in the moment and I can also go to the most sordid places and be of good use. I can be useful. But if I am not in a good spiritual condition, you know, I know that the book tells me definitely to work with another. But today, I can move around. I can journey around. And I love the word fellowship. It means friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. And today, the the high point of my life really is sharing with my co-fellows, people that are recovered, walking with me side by side. And people that are not yet recovered, being able to extend a hand to them and try and be useful. Um, The other thing I love in this paragraph is it's telling me uh, to show up. And it says, um, we show up as, as often as we can to lend a hand. And I do often love going into meetings and sharing the big book message and what it is meant to me. And I remember I was on a cruise ship in a Friends of Bill meeting and I shared from the big book and alcoholics that had many years of recovery would come up to me and said, what are you talking about? Where is that? I never heard that before. So I do love to try and, and share what I've learned from this, this program of recovery. So, um, and then I'll just share the last thing, alluring, which means powerfully and mysteriously attractive or fascinating and seductive. And that's what happens to me. I can get off my, my beam and things outside of me can be alluring and I can lose my focus. 
and it's dangerous. It's deadly for me. That's why I need to stay plugged in um, and not lose my focus. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much for getting us started, uh, Lisa. Okay, so I'm going to start taking names here, but uh, we appreciate your feedback and enthusiasm to share. But if you shared on Thursday or Friday, we ask that you let others also have an opportunity to share today. So who would like to share? Liz E. UK. Nessa R. Nessa. Larry K. Larry K. Who was that after Larry K? I didn't get your name. I'm sorry. Phil M. Sue M. P H I L. I missed. I totally missed that. Phil. Elena. Okay. Kim G. Kim G. Elena. Liz, I got you. All right. So here's who I have. I have. Liz, no problem. I have Liz, Nessa, Larry, and I think it was Sue M. Sue M. I'm drawing a blank here. I'm sure I'll get some help there. Elena C., Kim G., and there was someone else after Kim. Oh, C. M. Okay. Phil from Philomena. All right, I got it. Philomena, I got you on there. Okay. Well, we'll just stick with this group, okay? Liz E, Liz from UK, Nessa R, Larry K, Philomena, Elena, and Kim G. Thank you all for your help. I appreciate your patience. Liz, you're up. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you. Hi, Liz E from Bristol, UK. Beautiful sunny day here. Thank you so much to everybody doing service today. I'm so grateful for this fellowship. I can't tell you. Um, I just felt I had to get on and share today because I'm just um, new to this fellowship and I am just finding a new freedom that I just didn't know existed. I'm on step four doing step five tomorrow and it's been a tricky week Um, but I've got this fellowship and I've got the literature and I've got all these wonderful people I can phone and the thing I just love about this is it's more it's about other people it's not about me i've got to get out there i've got to help people and i've got to just do it in twos and threes i don't have to make a big noise about it and i've just got to get out of myself because being in my head is not a healthy place to be and then this word alluring distractions wow uh, that is me 100% I'm, you know, yesterday I got myself caught up in thinking, shall I hire a camper van to try and have some kind of holiday with my daughter in the school holidays? And I I was lost in that whole experience. And I then fortunately didn't book something um, because I then discovered campsites aren't even open. So what a crazy thing that was. But it just shows me how I just, everything, my whole behavior is just, um, you know, needs attention all of the time. And the most important thing is doing things for other people. Thank you so much for everybody. I'm so grateful. And I just have an amazing sponsor. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you. And I'll pass. 
Thank you so much, Liz, for getting us started here. Okay, Nessa R., you're up. Thank you. Good morning. This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So this phrase, to lend a hand, um, brings to mind, you know, two questions. You know, why do I come to meetings and what meetings do I come to? You know, and, and meetings have, have two, two different purposes depending on where I am in my recovery process. You know, when I was just undertaking the journey and recovering, I, I chose, um, I needed to choose strong meetings like this one, a good healthy meeting where I could be immersed in the message of recovery. But now as a, as a recovered person, I need to go where I can carry the message. Um, you know, Vision for You doesn't need NSR to carry the message because there's, I don't know, like hundreds of people on the line that can do that and, and, and probably even better than I can. Um, you know, I, I come here um, to, to get uh, inspired and reinforced, but I need to go to the so-called weak meetings or unhealthy meetings because that's where I need to carry the message. Um, I need to do service when I'm asked to speak at a meeting. Um, invariably, I say yes, unless there's a, a, a completely unsolvable um, uh, conflict. You know, so as a recovered person, I don't focus on, on what's good or bad about the meeting, what I'm getting out of the meeting, but what do I bring to the meeting? I come to a meeting to lend a hand. It is to carry the message, you know. Um, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters. This is the only purpose that I have um, in a meeting now. Um, and uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nessa. Okay, Larry Kay, it's your turn. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Thanks for your service. <clears throat> you know, we're learning uh, this morning, uh, what's coming to mind for me is the, the transformative power of community. And um, see, the, the paradox for me really is that the steps, which of course lead to a spiritual awakening, have to be taken by each suffering compulsive overeater uh, individually, right? In other words, no one can take the, st the steps for us. They can't take it on our behalf. Yet the forward to the, I'm reminded that the forward to the first edition could be more clear about this idea of community. And it, it says we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So w when I'm in this kind of solo mode, if I arrive here in a solo mode, you know, this, this thing doesn't work. You know, you, you try to come to OA like, uh, like Han Solo, right? And, and you're going to be sorely disappointed, right? You're going to be disappointed because he, I, I think he even had a, he had a, a co-pilot, right? He had a co-pilot. And I remember, I remember once getting a call from a guy and he said, listen, my, my whole life I've been able to get things done myself. And from an early age, I learned that if you, if you wanted to get something done, you do it yourself because, of course, people are going to disappoint you. And, and I get that. He said, we're, we're born alone and we die alone. So anyways, he, he goes on and he says, I picked up a big book. I read it cover to cover. I followed the instructions. And here's the thing. He said, I'm still eating myself to death. You know, tell me, why, why, why can't I do this alone? And I, and I told him, you know, I'm still waiting to meet the first person in OA who has recovered alone without the help of others. 
you'd be the first. You know, this spiritual program of action was meant, meant to be done together. And I think it was, um, I remember um, hearing a quote by Helen Keller, who said, alone we can do so little, yet together we can do so much. And I see that in these rooms. You know, there's a reason that sol- you know, like solitary confinement is used as punishment. This solitary confinement plays tricks on our mind, and you're bound by the four walls, that, that self-imposed imprisonment, right? You're left with your own thoughts. That's a dangerous place for me, you're left with my own thoughts. This spiritual journey is meant to be done together with courage in the midst of a gritty, uh, persevering community. And thank goodness we're, you know, you're, you're not alone. You're no longer alone. You take the steps, absolutely, but we do it together in this beautiful fellowship, this community. With that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much, Larry. Okay. So, Lamina, M. So, M, please go ahead. Hello. Thank you so much for your service. Um, my name is uh, Phil M, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from Northern Ireland. Um, I just uh, think it's amazing that there they were hoping that every alcoholic who travels. Now, I'm in my own home. I'm not physically traveling, yet here I am in America. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I was in the south of Ireland. Uh, tomorrow and each morning, Monday to Friday, I can go to an early bird meeting um, run by a Scottish group and meet people from around the world who are also traveling from their living rooms. Uh, so it's pretty wonderful. Um, at the minute, I'm feeling sad for a couple of my sponsees who have picked up, but I have to realize that I am not their higher power. I can pray to my higher power for them and let go. Uh, God knows I have relapsed a lot myself and my heart goes out to my poor sponsor who stuck with me over years. And uh, she got me back into abstinence by giving me a call and saying, Hi, Phil. I thought it was time I called you. I was so touched, so touched by her caring and consideration uh, because really it was high time I phoned her. So that that generosity and that kindness and hanging in just meant so much to me. So uh, for my sponsees, their journey and their travelling, um, is their journey and it is not to me it is to their higher power and there's loads of help from you know all these groups and from individual members who are recovered and I'm very grateful for your service and for everyone here in the line with that I'll pass thank you Phil okay Elena C it's your turn Good morning, everyone. This is Elena C. Gratefully recovered from Greenville, South Carolina. And I just love this paragraph. And the first sentence, someday we hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. You know, and it was written in 1939, like in, I'm sorry, at that time when there weren't as many communities with Alcoholics Anonymous groups. And yet, you know, their hope came true because because in in the world today, there are lots, many, 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 many 
people in AA and many, many people in OA like us. And, you know, just envision for you, there's so many people, hundreds and hundreds. I don't know how many we have, but I know we have a lot. Um, as they were said at the convention I attended in November, you know, and that is amazing. And, um, you know, and I just envision this, this, this people, all of us, all of us being um, just connected with our higher power and, you know, being connected through the earth being connected through the air. And it's just the spiritual energy of our higher power that is able to counteract, you know, the, the harshness, the harshness of what exists in the world today. And it's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to be a part of it. And this energy is like, it's almost a promise that our lives will be transformed and my life will be transformed in a way that is good and healthy and, you know, amazing and healing. And why would I not want to stay here? Why would I not want to stay here? There's no way in this world that I want any other way. I would like to stay in this beautiful connection with others and access the healing energy that connects us all. And, um, and, and, you know, our numbers are continuing to grow. You know, I almost want everybody to be a member of a 12-step group. And, but that doesn't happen. And it probably it won't. But it doesn't matter because there's so many of us. And there's so many of us that are connected and in love and kindliness in these values of our amazing higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elena. Kim G, you're up. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey, recovered since January 2011. And I love this line, some of us are salesmen and go about. You know, that's how the AA message spread. And I love, I, I listened to a gentleman who talked about the AA's growth, not from an alcoholic's perspective, but from a history perspective. And two of the things that hit me that he talked about was that he felt the reason that AA was able to grow was because it happened during the Great Depression. And a lot of people were out of work, and they had a lot of time to work with others. He also talked about one of the reasons he felt it spread was because of the World War II. And a lot of these guys got um, drafted, and they were put across the country in the war, and they were able to spread the message even more um, effectively that way. So I think to myself, you know, think about technology today. You know, what has this done for AA? I mean, a vision for you. Could Bill have thought about that? You know, a line with 400 people on it from across the globe. You know, as people were sharing, I just looked it up online. My little home group in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, has not met for over three months. But we have a podcast. And I just checked. In the last three months, there's been 3,900 downloads. And overall, over the last year and a half, there's been 52,000. I and mean, we have the ability through technology to reach people. So the reason I'm saying that, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. What opportunities are we using? So many meetings have been flipped from live to Zoom. My, my inner group has a whole bunch of meetings that have flipped and are now phone meetings and Zoom meetings. 
You know, um, the AA workshops that I have been attending, oh, my God, like around the globe on Zoom. You know, people are working with others now through these technologies like Skype and Zoom. So somebody in New Jersey can be sitting down talking to someone from Ireland or Australia as if they're sitting at at, at a local Starbucks. So just ask yourself, how can you use this challenging time, this unique time, I'm asking myself that how can I use this time to grow in my relationship with the guys, with the 12 steps, and with helping others? You know, I know for myself, I got a Zoom account. I'm doing a weekly meeting. I'm doing podcasts. I mean, I'm doing workshops. I've been asked to speak in Ireland, in Iowa, in Canada, in Oregon, all from my, from my kitchen in New Jersey. You know, even beyond OA, you know, I'm using this time to lean into step work I am taking over my brother's finances who's learning disabled because my parents can't handle anymore. You know, with racial and social justice, which is so important to me, I'm leaning into inventory about how I can help my country with that. I personally am working a lot of overtime because of layoffs, and I'm not just I'm using that money. How can I use that money? I'm giving it to food banks. I'm, I'm supporting local, local businesses. So as we see that this AA message has spread, how can we help that do that today? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Okay. So we are going to take some more names down. Again, if you shared on Thursday or Friday, we ask that you hold back so others have an opportunity to share their experience, strength, and hope. So who would like to share? Matthew B. Carolyn from New York. Matthew B. Carolyn. Diana H. Diana H. Lori D. California. Lori G. B. Oh, B. Got it. Be like David. Oh, D. Like David. <laughs> I'll get it eventually. Okay. Anybody else? All right. We've got Matthew B. Carolyn, I didn't get the initial of your last name. Diana H. and Lori D. Okay. Matthew, go ahead, please. Good morning, everyone. This is Matthew B. from Long Island, New York, Compulsible Reader. Um, it's my first time sharing in this room. Um, oh, wow. But I've been listening for – thank you. I've been listening for a while, and uh, in this room I heard somebody say, is it coincidence? Is it coincidence? Was it coincidence or is it God? And um, in 1939, the fellowship started. Uh, Carl Jung, Roland, Ebby, Bill, Dr. Bob, and in 2019, I was given the gift of desperation. Um, I was broken, fighting with family, isolating, and I was desperate. I walked into my fe- into my mouth. I don't think I can fix anything until I fix my addiction. Um, my therapist leaned forward and said, you never spoke about an addiction, and I said, food. And she literally jumped out of her seat in 2019 and said, run. Run as fast as you can tonight, if you can, to an OA meeting. And I'm like, a what? She's at an OA meeting. And uh, that's going to be a spiritual side of it that you may not like, but you got to go to six meetings before you can quit. And uh, I've been going to meetings since August of 2019, um, found a sponsor, went through the steps, and uh, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody back in 1939 realized how far this would go. That uh, that that this person here in New York, all these years later, 
could still be getting this message. And um, and the vision for you is just amazing that this message is now being carried around the world, and and that and that back then we hope every alcoholic who journeys will find a fellowship of alcoholics anonymous at his destination. You can be anywhere on earth, and if you got a phone, you can be in in a room with with, with the fellowship. I, I think it's truly not a coincidence that truly Ohio power works through all of us and I am so grateful to have found this room um, with that I pass. Thank you so much, Matthew. Glad to have you on board there. Okay, Carolyn, please go ahead. Yes, hi, this is Carolyn S. from Pleasantville, New York. Um, I have 16 months of recovery and uh, I am recovered and it's amazing to me. I used to listen to Vision for You religiously, and then I kind of fell off and got more involved with my local groups. Um, but a vision is what I recommend to newcomers and old people who are suffering, older people in program, um, because I'm walking, by the way, which is why I'm out of breath. Uh, let me stop. Um, a vision for you is such an incredibly strong meeting, and it's, I think it's because it's so rooted in the big book. There isn't an attempt to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, find supportive literature, which is great. I've been reading the abstinence book and writing on it, but there's something about talking about the big book, one paragraph at a time, hearing reactions from all over the world that really is incredibly helpful and grounding. Um, and one thing about the reading is, you know, could they have ever imagined the world today, how many groups there'd be all over the world, that the big book would be translated into so many languages? I don't think so. But I believe the big book is divinely inspired. And God reached down and touched Bill and said, not necessarily out loud, but, you know, you are going to be the one. You know, why not now? Why not me? And uh, Bill did a brilliant job. And Thank God, you know, for him and for Dr. Bob and all the old timers. They gave us an amazing gift. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carolyn. All right, Diana. Diana H., it's your turn. Thank you. This is Diana H. in Texas, and this is also my first time to share on the meeting. Um, Oh, welcome. Thanks. I am... I came into vision in the middle of the pandemic about two months ago, so um, things have been shut down. But I did, I've met exactly one person in program and, you know, in person. And that was, that was a real joy. I was, I had traveled to my son's house and was spending some days there and she came over and we sat in the driveway in lawn chairs at a safe distance. And um, I saw on the website that the, there's a date for the next convention, October 2021, and I was like, oh, it sounds like a long ways off, but I'm real excited, and hopefully I'll be able to go to that and get to meet people. But um, I, am, I have been on a number of Zoom meetings and have, you know, virtually seen seen people and been with people, and, you know, I'm grateful for the program. And, um, yeah, I don't have a lot to share. I just wanted to to get out there for my first time and And um, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Diana. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you. 
All right, Lori, Lori D, please go ahead. Hi, thank you for your service. I'm Lori D. Um, I've been coming around also for about two months to Visions, um, probably about 27 years to Overeaters Anonymous. And um, I, in this paragraph, I like the capital F in fellowship. I don't can't say I'd noticed that before. And um, as I haven't noticed a lot of things before um, with the big book, and I'm just, boy, ever since visions and this, you know, dismantling of the written word here, I, I mean, I just, I hold the big book up, you know, I, I always thought people were fanatical about the big book who, who, um, who did that. And now I find myself doing that. Anyway, um, on on Zoom meetings, you know, that I go to, and I don't go to a lot, but I'm a member of another another 12-step fellowship, and I'm just, you know, saying this book, this book, you know, and I, I mean, I sound like a fanatic. Anyway, thank you guys for that. <laughs> I'm so inspired. Um, so... I also, it says clusters of two, threes, and fives of us, of us have sprung up. Well, my local OA group has exactly four. We meet once a week. And I just love the message of showing up without expectation of what I can get out of it. I mean, that's what's so inspiring. And again, you know, it brings me joy to and pleasure to help and to try to spread the word. Um, I just want to shout out to the men who are coming online and, and sharing on this line of visions because for some reason my ear is tuned into the way that I'm hearing their message. And um, it's just, wow, thank you for participating. And um, everybody keep coming back. Have a good day. It's dark in California. <laughs> I bet. A little bit early there. Hey, thanks so much, Lori D. All right. We have time for some more shares. Who would like to share? Bob from California. Bob. Last name, Rachel. How's your last name? Oh, well, I can get it later. Who was that? Who else is that, please? ACH. ACH. Okay. Judith R. Judith. Anybody else? Don't be shy. Emily D. Rowena K. Emily D. And Hoodie. I think that should do it. Okay. All right, Bob from California. Please go ahead. I'm sorry, Bob, Yeah. Judith, Emily, and Hoodie. Okay, Bob, please go ahead. Yeah, this is Bob H. from California. All and, right, uh, thank you. I'm just happy to uh, uh, be online, and uh, and uh, uh, mostly I just uh, I just needed to clean my seat, and uh, I've been skipping meetings lately, and uh, and and. Uh, and 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 I really need I need to connect, you know, uh, with the with the virus and uh, 
I'm really an isolated guy, and uh, I don't do well uh, isolated. And uh, and so it's just so easy just to pick up the phone and check in. Uh, yeah, it's a little early in California, but uh, 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 my disease wakes up pretty early too, and uh, and so I'm just uh, start connecting and uh, and 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 uh, go ahead and and secure my position with a sponsor and get going because uh, uh, I, I'm uh, definitely a, a food addict, and uh, with that, I'll, uh, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Great to hear from you. Let me go through the lineup again. Stacey H., Judith R., Emily P., and Rowena K. I'm sorry, not Hoodie. I beg your pardon. Okay, Stacey, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Stacey H., um, currently in Virginia, and grateful to be here this morning. Um, the part in, in our reading today that talked about little clusters, twos, threes, and fives, it just re- reminded me um, I became a military spouse when I was in my mid, when we were in our mid thirties and I am from Chicago and I was going to OE meetings and those meetings were very large. And then we started to move into communities throughout the country where the meetings were very small. And there were times where it was two people or three or four or five um, at a meeting. And those meetings sustained me for those years, even though they were smaller meetings, um, it took something to get used to, but there, you know, there was still recovery, and we found recovery, and um, continued to carry the message. Um, it also um, later in the paragraph when it talked about avoiding certain alluring distractions of the road, um, it reminded me of my relapse and how I would use, you know, if I'd be in an airport, and especially if I was traveling traveling alone, you know, how I would just you know, buy all kinds of, you know, binge food in the airport. And even though the prices were, you know, very expensive, um, it didn't even matter. You know, I would buy a bunch of food and, um, you know, I'd eat it. And then sometimes I'd make an outreach call and then I'd throw it out, you know, after eating some of it. But um, it just reminds me about how horrible it was when I was living in the disease and how grateful I am for for vision and, um, you know, to be recovered. Um, now and, you know, listening to the meeting and doing service and all the things. Um, I spoke to a previous sponsor yesterday and, you know, she just reassures me, like, you sound so much better. You know, she can just hear that difference in my voice from, you know, where I was when I was in relapse and where I am today. So I'm very grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stacey. Uh, Judith R., your turn. Thank you, darling. This is Judith R. in Vermont, recovered. Thank you, God. Um, I'm just fascinated by this um, being able to find a fe- the fellowship at our destination. And it made me think about the places that I have gone out of the country where I have found program. Um, in Honduras, a bunch of years ago, I went to an AA meeting. I didn't find any OA, but I went to an AA meeting and there were about four men there, and I told them that I was in OA, and they said, oh, we want to hear your story. We've got aunts and mothers who, who might need OA. And so they put me up at the podium, and I told my story in Spanish as best as I could. And that just made me feel so useful. Um, I went to OA in Mexico. It's called CCA, 
Comedores Compulsivos Anonimos. And it was, I was very excited to find it. I talked to one of the women before I went to Mexico. Um, when I got there, I was frightfully disappointed in the meetings. Um, one guy celebrated his birthday at the meeting and he brought cake. <laughs> and everybody except me and one other person ate the cake. And I was just like, what? Um, and I am so thrilled that we now have Una Vision Para Ti that um, Marcella is taking all over the Spanish-speaking world, and I'm just so relieved that um, that, it, that now we can spread it um, virally um, through uh, WhatsApp and, and GroupMe and all that. Um, and that, that was a traumatic experience, and I'm so grateful that it doesn't have to stay that way in Mexico now that we've got these the technology. Um, in Guatemala, I couldn't find AA in the little town I was in, and so I started hunting around, and um, I was told that they definitely needed it, and we started trying to see if we could bring some AA people from other parts of the lake to um, to get a meeting going in our little town. Um, in Israel, I lost my absence. 40 years ago and um, got it back when I came back to the States. And Israel has gotten much, much stronger um, than when I was there, thank God. And I um, am so blown away by, yeah, the technology that we now can reach each other all over. And so grateful to you guys uh, and this meeting for getting me out of the... Um, I'm abstinent, but uh, my character defects are driving me absolutely insane and uh, to getting me to recovered. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Judith. All right, Emily P., it's your turn. Emily, are you there? Maybe I had Emily wrong. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Oh, uh, awesome. hi. <laughs> Emily D. is in dog from uh, Chicago, uh, sipping okay, on my cup of coffee and have been listening. I'm so inspired by the two monthers that have come on the phone. We've been listening and, and I was like, let me let me chime in today because I think um, one, to just say thank you for the service and the availability of this meeting. It has been a complete game changer for me. Um, it is not lost on me. I don't, it's not me uh, that helped uh, get abstinent during a pandemic. I think when there's every excuse for me to indulge, to eat in secret, to draw the blinds, to turn off the phone, and isolate because I've been given the gift uh, of solitude, which, you know, in, in program, I think there's, there's just such a difference between isolation and solitude. Um, and it feels different. And I'm relishing in the solitude because I'm, I'm not alone. I have all of you. I call into this meeting every day uh, and get connected to the message right away. And it's like God fuel. It's, it's something that, propels me through the day that's very different than when I'm operating on my own velocity. Um, and I do love to barrel through things. I really related to the reading today about, you know, um, traveling and moving around and alluring distractions on the road. Um, 
and I am very easily distracted. And I think what this book and this meeting do for me is it just creates an opening for God um, to have a say, to remind me, um, you know, as soon as the thoughts begin, I can really get off to the races and, and, you know, I may have put the food down, but there's all sorts of other things I can pick up that have me feeling hung over the next day, whether it's going down a deep rabbit hole on social media or, you know, obsessing about something. I love to just take a bone and like grab it and hold on to it and ignore everything else. And so, you know, I've set up reminders on my phone that, that prompt me to say, you know, what is it that I'm chasing right now? What is the feeling I'm chasing? And, you know, where is God in this? And most of the time when the reminder comes up, God's not really around. Um, and I'm chasing something that feels like acceptance, chasing feeling significant, chasing feeling, you know, loved. And um, it turns out that I can turn to God for all of those things. I am significant. I am significant because I can carry the message. And I think the reminder for me, as I get into abstinence again, after a three or four year slow relapse, um, really just a slow stepping away from the program, is that if I feel those things, I mean, pick up the phone. And I just want to commit to the group. I'm going to make two outreach calls today. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emily. Okay, Rowena. Okay, I think it was Rowena. Please go ahead. Hi, my name is Rowena Kay, Fosarita uh, in the United Kingdom. Um, yeah, thank you for letting me share and getting my name right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where I got hoodie out of Rowena, but please go ahead. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, where to someday we find hope that every alcoholic journeys, that hope's being realized because, you know, every alcoholic does have a meeting at his fingertips or her fingertips. Um, and, you know, the 12 steps comes up in movies now. You know, it's often featured, which it never used to be. Um, and we've got all these WhatsApp groups in between meetings to attend and to stay in touch. And um, I kind of see the vision meetings as like the larger center because for me that's what they are because, you know, I try to um, pass that on uh, to other people. I'm always talking about vision and, and saying how wonderful it is when I meet people in recovery. Um, and the thing about that is that now it's not even, you know, lots of people have heard of this meeting. And, um, I mean, COVID hasn't actually changed my working. I'm still working. Um, so I've not really been got involved in all the Zoom meetings. Um, and I can't always um, directly share and pass the message on about OA at work. Um, it's it's not usually possible. But I can do it by, by showing up like someone who attends the meetings and is working the 12 steps. Um, and the other thing, one last thing I wanted to say is, you know, even though I have access to all this, um, you know, um, recovery, and I still have to make the decision to choose it and, and to work my program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, without uh, without making that choice, it doesn't really matter how much is available to me if I'm not working the program, you know. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for letting me um, claim my seat, and thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Arena. Okay, so we have time for one more share. Who would like to take us out? 
Terry B. I'm sorry, who? Terry B. Howard? Sorry, Terry B. Terry B. Oh, here we go. Harry. All right, Harry, uh-huh. please go ahead. Good morning, everyone in the vision. This is Terry B. Compulsive Overeater in uh, Carl Springs, Florida. Very grateful to wake up this morning and grateful for this wonderful meeting. Today will be day eight for my abstinence, which is the longest I've been abstinent in two years. And I'm just grateful one day at a time that I can get up and breathe and uh, have a cancer, <clears throat> cancer in my right tonsil. And uh, it's been a challenge for me uh, talking because I don't sound like I normally do. And uh, it's been a challenge for me with uh, a lot of my uh, food plan because there's a lot of foods I can't swallow or eat. But I'm grateful for my sponsor who's helping me go through the book with the 12 steps with homework every day. And I have to be diligent to do my homework and pray and meditate and go on these wonderful meetings, and I just want to say I love you all, and thank you for being there. Thank you, Perry. Well, we actually have about a little less, well, two minutes. Would someone like to share for two minutes? can't believe there's not someone out there that might want to take two minutes of a share. Don't be shy. Hi, this is Anita L. Go ahead, Anita. Hi, thanks, Amy. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. And I thought, well, I'll just take a shot here. Um, I love carrying the message. I really do. I've been in OA for decades, many decades. And, uh, you know, two-thirds of my life I've been here. And it's brought me such freedom and happiness, not all the time. But, uh, you know, since listening to Vision, I've been listening for seven and a half years and Gosh, I learned so much more. I always knew that the big book was important and started several big book meetings uh, and carried the message. Some of the meetings are still going, but um, I learned it on a deeper level listening to this meeting, and I'm super grateful for that. And the one thing I wanted to share, you know, where it says about being a salesman, um, I don't have to try and sell this program. When I talk about what I've been given from this program, people tell me your eyes just glow. They just light up. And that's the message of recovery. And it's all thanks to no matter how much I fought fought it in the beginning, but coming to believe that there is something out there greater than me that can restore me to sanity. So thank you, my dear higher power. I'm so grateful. And for all of you and the message that I've been given so that I can carry it to others. So thanks, I pass. Have a great day. Thank you, Anita. Perfect timing. And with that, we are going to wrap things up. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second, another awesome unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. 
The share ID for today, Monday, June 15, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 14,809. That's 14809. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Leslie W. please take us out by reading a vision for you? Thank you, Amy. This is Leslie W. Recovered in Tennessee. Our, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.